You're about to listen to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 2, Episode 24. That's right, the 49th episode of Meet Mediocrity, one shy of number 50. My guest today is Constance Coral, who you will be happy to learn is the person who I have most to credit for having completed a half Ironman triathlon, for learning a lot about myself, and um, someone who really has some wise words for us all to consider as we approach the end of 2020 and we start looking forward to 2021, and how to approach what is a traditional New Year's resolution in a more holistic manner. So with that, let's get started. Hello, it's your host, Mediocre Mitch, and we're getting towards the end of 2020, and I bet you there are just a lot of people who are looking to say goodbye to 2020. It has just been an awful year, and um, I really want to wish all of my listeners um You've, if you celebrate Hanukkah, Hanukkah is finished. I hope you had a good one. If you celebrate Christmas, I'm wishing you a very Merry Christmas. And of course, um, I'll have one more chance after this podcast to wish you a Happy New Year, as my plan is to get number 50 out before the new year. Um, we recorded Constance Coral, my guest today, and I recorded this podcast episode on Monday, which was the winter solstice. It was also the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn, which, sad to say, I had my binoculars out, and I did get to see the stars or the planets up in the sky with my binoculars, but it was a bit hazy, so I didn't get quite the brightness that I'd hoped for. I'm going to look again pretty much every night until they are too far apart from each other to see in a single view. But anyway, Constance and I had a great conversation on Monday, and um, one of the things we discussed um, was New Year's and New Year's resolutions and how to approach those resolutions in a more holistic manner than simply saying, I want to exercise more or I want to lose 10 pounds. So we had a great conversation, but what I want to do is just before I get to the conversation, just give you a little background about Constance. So Constance and I met, I'm thinking it's now three years ago when I attended a spin class at the gym and she was the instructor and she was subbing for the regular instructor. And my first reaction was, ugh, I hate substitute instructors. But she was actually really good. And at the end of the class, she says, I'm going to be hosting a series of spin classes designed to make 
you bike riders, you outdoor bike riders, better outdoor bike riders. It'll be a winter class. Um, she was conducting it January, February, March. And she said, I promise you, you will be a stronger bike rider when the spring comes around. So I signed up and I was doing these classes with Constance. And she said, you have to follow my plan, which means do spin classes with me on the nights that we have spin classes. And on the nights that we don't have spin classes, you're not to go on a bike. You're not to go on an exercise bike. It's a, it's a plan. There's a program here. So I said, but but Constance, I like to jump on the spin bike even when I'm not in spin class. I like to keep the legs moving. And she said, nope, if you want to do something on your off nights, then jog jog outside, run on a treadmill, do something other than cycling. So I did. And then Constance said to me, gee, Mitch, you're cycling and you're running. If you only knew how to swim, maybe you can do a triathlon. And I laughed and I said, Constance, swimming is my first sport. I was a high school swimmer. I was a lifeguard. I know how to swim. And lo and behold, that is what led Constance and me from being basically spin instructor, spin teacher, to triathlete and triathlon coach. And since then, Constance has really been a a mentor. Um, She introduced me to hot yoga. She introduced me to Reiki. Um, and now she's a good friend of mine as well. And frankly, um, good, true story, Constance's company, where she provides holistic coaching, holistic therapy, holistic um, practices to her clients is called Meta 180. And I will tell you this for a fact, I'm the one who came up with the name Meta 180. When Mer- when Constance was talking about um, setting up this company that had a holistic approach, she says we can we can really do a metamorphosis on your life. Or she was able to. She felt like she could bring a metamorphosis to your life. And I said, Meta One Eighty, metamorphosis, a hundred and eighty degree turnaround, and thus Meta One Eighty. At least the name, not the concept. The name was formed. Constance came up with the concept. Anyway, Constance Coral, Meta 180, a good friend of mine who brought a lot to my life. Uh, Today's conversation will bring a lot to our listeners. So without further delay, here's my conversation with Constance Coral. So Constance, thanks for being with me today. Thank you, Mitchell. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Happy winter solstice. Oh, my goodness. What an auspicious day. When you asked me to be a part of your show, first of all, I was thrilled. And thank you so much. I, I, I'd love to you know, share my experience and, and what I'm working on and, and the latest and greatest. But um, to put it together on this such amazing auspicious day, we have the winter solstice, which we're coming out of, you know, the darkest days and as a light worker, holy yep. cow, you know, this yep. is, this is it. Um, now we're going to start to find a little bit more light in our days. Um, yep. And then we have this great conjunction. Oh my goodness. I know. And I'm, I've, I've become over the past couple of months, a very super duper amateur astronomer. And this is going yeah. to be an awesome thing to look at this afternoon or early evening. 
It's incredible. And for those of you out there, um, you know, this is the, this is, this hasn't happened in 800 years. <laughs> I know. So, I mean, this is just incredible that there, there is a conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter that happens every 20 years. And for the past, um, for the past years, it's been in earth signs and not to get too much into astrology, but um, just to make the point that there is a big shift not only has this great conjunction which they're in perfect alignment you'll see this sort of star of bethlehem kind yep. of appearance in the sky but um but you know this is also a shift from earth sign into age of aquarius which you know my goodness the dawning of the age of aquarius right we all know that song mm -hmm. this is a big big shift of leadership of technology just really embracing wherever you put your energy it's going to flow there in a big, big way. So very auspicious day and I'm just so stoked. So, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing that in the sky, but as a light worker, I, I could already feel that explosive, amazing energy. Well, that's, that's a perfect segue because what you said, as I understand it is where, where you put your focus is where you'll have you know, we'll, we'll, if you put your focus there, you'll have big impact. And, you know, we're approaching the time of year right here around Christmas and New Year's where I can't imagine there are very many people who aren't thinking about New Year's resolutions, especially after the 2020 that we've all experienced. And um, Constance, one of the reasons you and I were just chatting maybe a week or two ago and... I talked about New Year's resolutions and you said, you know, Mitch, it, this is this is not about New Year's resolutions should not be about can I lose 10 pounds or can I run a 5K? There's something a lot bigger going on in terms of our being well and being holistic. And I wanted to explore that with you because if there's anyone in my world who's a holistic person and a holistic thinker and takes a holistic approach to life, it's you. <laughs> so, <Aww. laughs> how, so you have, you have a lot of clients, your business, um, meta 180. Um, you have a lot of clients. You speak to a lot of people who are trying to improve themselves. Constance, as you approach this time of year, how do you talk to your clients about what they want to do in the coming year? Yeah. Thank you so much for that question. Well, you know, the first thing that we want to do is explore 2020, right? Just really quickly, not really get hung up on the details, but really take this as what are the lessons learned? I mean, this was a year challenged to the nines, right? We had global pandemic, mm -hmm. unrest in the streets, political differences. There's so many opportunities to react, but now we have the time, the opportunity to review what triggered us, what were our coping mechanisms. So we have, we've developed coping mechanisms. And let me tell you, Mitch, as much as people think that, you know, they never experienced trauma, or maybe they dealt with their trauma, or trauma doesn't exist. Uh-uh. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to buy it. We've all experienced trauma. It's 
it's a matter of it's in our subconscious or, or how we develop coping mechanisms to deal with it. Um, and what 2020 did was it just raised all that to uh, a whole other level right uh, of of awareness of clarity so if let's say we you know we we like to stay active and we run and boy you know that's the triathlete you're right me. you and i um, are triathletes so yes <laughs> <laughs> you know if that was a way of you know dealing with past trauma or or just you know a coping mechanism that we've developed well, that was really challenging for so That's many right. um, because you were stuck in the house. That's right. And now you can't, um, you weren't able to experience the things that were like sort of normal in your coping mechanism life, you know, to travel and to uh, exercise and be social and be with your friends and go out to dinner and all this kind of stuff. Now it, it transformed into Hi, I'm on Zoom. Hi, my name is Constance, and I'm on Zoom now. And, right. uh, you know, I think that was a little bit of a, a deflating experience for some people. Some people adapted really extremely well with it and really took it to a whole other level and developed programs and, um, you know, games and entertainment and, you know, um, whole other thing. But, you know, that was certainly, that was certainly um, a shift. Or maybe a coping mechanism is to uh, is to you know be angry. And boy, we saw that. We saw that in the streets. We saw that in um, in unfortunately a lot of relationships. Uh, I, I think when you start to look at the divorce numbers, or when you start to look at relationship numbers for 2020. I think a lot of people, you know, um, really called it quits. Um, it was just too much, and there was just too much anger. You know, it's interesting. Um, I, I never, I never really thought of it this way, Constance. I always thought that, but, but this is really powerful. It's one thing to say, well, people are stressed on because of COVID, so they or or, or politics or racial inequality or economic uncertainty, and therefore they had a reaction but but what the way you put it i think is actually far more meaningful what you said and if i heard it right is people have ways to deal with first of all everyone has dealt everyone has drama uh, trauma everyone has experienced trauma and right. people have trauma coping mechanisms which are things we do every day right you know commuting to work being with friends so you have these quote unquote trauma coping mechanisms which were taken away from you because of right. COVID. and yeah. that triggered the reactions that is that's very interesting constance i think that that really rings true with me because i i know so many people who just could not make heads or tails out of why they were feeling the way they're feeling and your explanation right. really puts it into perspective well, it's it, and it's amplified. It's really amplified. So, I would say, um, you know, if if you're not, and so a big thing for me is we spend a lot of time and energy and money on education, 
on career, education on maybe life coach, maybe education on um, a hobby that we like, a lot of time, a lot of money, all on this. And maybe we even spend a lot of time educating ourselves on other people's issues. (laughs) What we don't do is we don't spend a lot of time on ourselves and gaining clarity. And a lot of us, you know, don't even know where to begin. That's right. Uh, And so, you know, my big thing is, you know, investing in ourselves and getting a PhD in ourselves. (laughs) And if we understand that, if we understand our coping mechanisms, Hi, my name is Constance. I am an ex-fawn. <laughs> well, okay, what is that? I don't think well, I know what an ex-fawn is, but I'm going <laughs> to ask you to explain that, please. Maybe I'm actually recovering and and actually, you know, still working on it, fawn. Um, so again, you explain, know, what we put, have the put yeah. this into perspective for us, Constance. So you're an you're you're a recovering fawn. Um, I I actually know what you're talking about, but, but can you explain that? Because it's, it's really a great explanation for how people cope with stress. So can you explain what that means? Sure. Absolutely. So coping mechanisms. So we've all experienced trauma, um, at, at one point in our lives, or maybe even passed on from ancestral, um, uh, emotional uh, beliefs and and mm-hmm. and things that have happened in the past. Um, so we've developed coping mechanisms, and one is maybe a flight. Maybe you're the workaholic, or you're that perfectionist, or you're difficult. You have difficulty sitting still. Maybe you fight. Maybe you have that anger outburst. You know, and you're really controlling, and you have mm-hmm. sort of the explosive behavior. Freeze. Maybe you are stuck. You're just stuck in quicksand and you just disassociate yourself from people. Maybe if I just, you know, ignore these people, they'll go away. (laughs) Or maybe if I ignore this situation, it'll just disappear. Um, And then there's the fawn. So um, people pleaser, you know, lack of identity, no boundaries, getting overwhelmed and codependent. So it's four F's, the four F's. I, um, by the way, I I will, (laughs) I will let everyone know right now. I am a flight person based upon your description. Um, you know, just can't sit still has to always be doing something workaholic, you know, perfectionist. That's me. Um, but so, so what you're saying is people experience trauma and stress and these are four buckets in which you can categorize the way they cope with it? Yeah, because they don't know what else to do. So they developed these these coping mechanisms to bring them quote unquote happiness, Mm -hmm. but it really isn't bringing them happiness. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's, that's a big one. When you look at 2020, all of that was amplified. So Mitch, love you to dear to, to, you know, I love you dearly. Um, but yeah, you know, um, you are that overachiever, uh, you know, you are, you are just, you're gung ho, let's go to it. And you get extremely disappointed if something doesn't go just, you know, a a little bit, right. (laughs) Well, according Um, to actually, I get disappointed if they don't go according to some random plan, which, which really has the basis (laughs) in nothing anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
Absolutely. That's that, that is clarity. That is absolute clarity. Yep. Um, so, so take that personality in 2020 and, um, you know, you are the world traveler. You go out there, you, the stage is yours. Mm -hmm. You just, you were made for it. You were made to speak in, in front of 500 people and just, you know, share everything. And it's just, you just embrace those moments and you embrace the moments when um, you have a, a whole team that's just, yeah, Mitch, let's go, let's get, let's go and do this. And everything is just going perfectly. Mm -hmm. And, um, and let me tell you, you know, absolutely flexibility and agility is, is a big winner in 2020. And, uh, you and your team and your company, you, you turn things on its head and you said, all right, let's go. We got to just turn things, flip it and go into another direction. And you ran with it, of course. I mean, no right. big surprise there, but, I think it was amplified that you weren't able to do the normal things like, you know, you know, traveling, which was, Absolutely. A, 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 yeah, it's yeah. a big change, a huge change, big, big change. Um, and so for, for me as the, you know, the fawn, um, so a little background about me, yeah. uh, and my and my past because you are because you are one of the most interesting people that I know. Oh wow! It sounds like a sounds like yeah, a, yeah, a, yeah. a beer commercial. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, as soon as I said it, I realized that's what I sounded like. But um, <laughs> no, but, Con but Constance, you really you really are uh, fascinating in terms of how you approach things in such a holistic way and part of that comes from your background and, and how you grew. So yeah, please tell us. And, and I promise I'll get to the new year's resolution. I, I know you will. I, I know you will. <laughs> I haven't derailed this conversation that much yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So my, my background, so I was adopted. So lack of identity, right? Okay. That's, you know, that fits me perfectly. Okay. I, you know, until, until I started to, you know, um, go into ancestry.com and 23andMe, I, I really didn't know anything about me. Right. Um, so growing up with that lack of identity for sure. Uh, and then um, my parents that adopted me, they, they suffered from mental illness. Uh, so, so my mother suffered from uh, pretty extreme mental illness, paranoid schizophrenia, mm -hmm. and my father suffered from depression where uh, he succumbed to suicide in 1999. Mm. So with all that, you know, obviously overwhelmed, um, and by the way, th thank you. Thank you just for speaking about it. You know, the, the fact that people don't talk about mental illness and, and don't normalize it and, and, and give it its fair share of, of airtime just makes matters worse. So thank you for sharing that, but keep going. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. And, and I think eventually as we evolve, we're not really going to consider it and put it in the quadrant of mental illness. It's, right. it's going to be described something differently, but I agree. for lack of a better term, yep. you know, that's where we're at right now. Yep. Um, 
So, so then getting into overwhelmed and getting into codependent and people pleaser, you know, I, we're all the same, Mitch. We're all the same. We're all looking for happiness. That's right. I agree. And so the one thing I wanted to do really most of my childhood was bring happiness to parents that really struggled with it and really Mm -hmm. suffered from, um, from the disease where they just really couldn't see happiness as, as clear as I could. Mm -hmm. So that's where I developed this whole coping mechanism of being a people pleaser and, um, being really codependent. Then I, then I kind of discovered, oh, well, you know what, if I, if I really emphasize X, Y, and Z, then there'll be a little light of, uh, there'll be a little light shining that light you know, enter into me becoming the Reiki master and light worker, but mm-hmm. you know, we'll get to that in a second yep. too. Yep. Um, so, uh, you know, but the problem is it was becoming destructive to me because, you know, this is, these are coping mechanisms from trauma. Right. And the big thing is if we heal, if we start to heal all of those emotional memories, all the physical pain, all of the energetic pain and and suffering that maybe we took in. And and again, our our brains are pretty powerful. They will give us opportunities to try to, you know, try to live perfectly, um, you know, with all this around us and, um, and survive. So, so we develop these coping mechanisms. I developed those coping mechanisms that kind of morphed into um, addiction personality. So I was um, I, I I suffered from eating disorders, um, exercise addiction, uh, not not drug and alcohol, but you know, addict is an addict is an addict. So that's right. Um, so addiction. Um, uh, coping mechanisms. And I really just, again, the lack of identity was a big, big struggle for me. I went through a lot of different uh, careers, a lot of different, um, a lot of different relationships. You know, I've, I've, you know, married for 20 years. So that's a very interesting relationship for me and, and certainly so thrilled and and happy to have that. Um, But you know, my journey has been, my journey has been so, um, uh, so deep, uh, on so many levels. That's where I kind, you know, you kind of get that, well, I'm an interesting person because I, I dove into a lot of work. Well, you also had a, you know, because of who you are, you had a wide variety of experiences and you took something from each of those experiences. And to me, that has given you tremendous insight into yourself, but also to others. And that's, that's really what's amazing here. So I'd like to learn more about, just so you know, I hear your dog in the background and, (laughs) and I hear my dog in the background. 
That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, welcome to yeah, welcome to virtual land. You know, that's in right. COVID, we got the we got the dogs in in the podcast. So hi to Jackie and Jakey, and hi to Molly <laughs> and Maggie. And, yep. yeah. By and the Maggie, way, exactly. by the way, Maggie uh, was today is Maggie's Gotcha Day. We got Maggie two years ago, oh, and uh, wow. she has no idea that it's a special day for her. But we all know it's a special day, um, and on the winter solstice, no less. Um, oh, that's incredible. <laughs> so incredible. interesting here, Constance. I do want to, before we get to the, so, so we've, we're doing a little bit of a circle, which is totally cool. <laughs> um, I want to, I want to hear. So there are two things you mentioned in your development and your growth that are just really cool. So one, you're a triathlete. I know that because you helped me do my first half Ironman triathlon. Um, yeah. So you you went through some serious workouts to become an actual Ironman or an Iron Woman, a full, full Ironman twice you did. And um, you also, I want to hear about um, being a Reiki master. So could we tackle those two experiences? Because those two in particular interest me a lot. And, the, and then let's, let's go into the resolution thing. Awesome. I love it. Uh, yeah. So a uh, lot of different accomplishments throughout my life. And, um, and, and I'm, I'm proud of every single step that I took and, uh, you know, completing the Ironman two times uh, back to back <laughs> 2014 <laughs> and 2015. Uh, Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. Just like I said, there was a lot of work in everything that I've done and accomplished and to where I'm going right now. And, um, so, so for those of you out there that, you know, what the hell is an Ironman? Well, it is a, an endurance race. That is a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike. And then you do a full marathon. So, you know, and then, and then the question I get, well, do you do that over a course of, you know, like, you know, a month? (laughs) Nope. It's all at the same time, the same day. Same time, same day. Here we go. You know, ready to rock and roll. The fact that, um, the fact yeah. that you did it a second time is really mind blowing because it, to torture <laughs> yourself once is once <laughs> is one thing, but to do it again is truly amazing. Right, 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 right. So um, you so yeah. you accomplished that, but you that was um so that was like five years ago. So you 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 came to your senses a little bit. You haven't been doing a full Ironman every year. But you continue, (laughs) but you continue to do triathlons, you know, just different lengths. Yeah. So, um, you know, and and again, I think that goes back to the growth of me. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I wanted to accomplish that. There are, there are some goals, you know, some other goals and, you know, there are athletic goals and, uh, and I, and I'm, I'm thrilled that I have two Ironman uh, medals behind my belt. And, and I think I can be pretty satisfied with that at at this point, but I do enjoy the sport a lot. 
Um, but there's a lot of, again, time, money, and uh, energy that would be spent on training for an Ironman. It's seven months of training. It's yep. being, you know, living um, and breathing by a schedule to make sure that you get all that work in and all the training in. And, you know, because you want to do your best on that day. Um, and Ironman will take you through so many uh, ebbs and flows, bumps in the road. Uh, uh, you know, I think it actually prepared me uh, for 2020. It was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. You I know, um, my first Ironman was in Lake Placid, New York, and it was like the apocalypse with the weather. <laughs> we had we had hail. We had rain pouring pouring rain it was 45 degrees um there was lightning in the swim so we got pulled out of the swim um you know riding in the adirondacks down a seven mile descent uh in pouring rain uh you know just scared out of my (laughs) gripping gripping the brakes tightly but not too tightly Yeah, I mean, just really praying for, you know, right. to survive it, uh, you know, so, so, you know, and, and me finishing that uh, was, I, I mean, I, I can't even tell you how, how I felt afterwards with that accomplishment, because it really put me on a whole other understanding of, uh, you know, we're really, we're, we are capable human beings, man. We are able to do so much under so much stress and tension and whatever life gives us, you know, we are able to adapt and be agile and flexible. It's, it's all yours for the taking. It's just a matter of if you choose to do it or not. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, you know, Ironman really was, uh, again, lessons learned. It goes back to new year's resolution, right? So mm-hmm. what are the lessons learned? <laughs> Anything can happen and, right. um, but you can do it. You can, you can persevere. Uh, and, uh, and then the second one, you know, not really much easier. It's, <laughs> it's a pretty grueling event, right? <laughs> no. But, um, but, you know, I, I, I definitely accomplished uh, the goal and, and it really just proves that we, we are able to do so much when we manifest and we put the energy out there and we put the perspective out there and then we just, it's yours for the taking, which is the segue into Reiki master, right? Yes, please. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for remembering. Go ahead. Yeah. So, this- <laughs> so, um, so after Ironman, I, I really wanted to explore a different career for me. I worked in corporate America for about 20 years and I was really getting tired of the boardroom. I was really getting tired of, you know, a lot of the experiences that I've had. And so I decided to explore yoga teacher training. Mm -hmm. Um, I became a certified yoga instructor. And, you know, at that point, it was very superficial. It's like, okay, let's go ahead and, you know, make poses and shapes. And let's see how well I could do my handstand. Right. Then it became so much more so much more. It mm-hmm. opened up avenues that I didn't even know existed, including 
understanding energy and um and how and how and how it works and how we can actually heal ourselves and as uh reiki masters can help heal others and especially going back to the core of trauma so can you can you help us with that a little bit because i i will say this i during the course of COVID, so during the course of the past, say, nine or 10 months, um, I my body wasn't feeling at its best. And I started doing um, just, just a couple of morning stretches, which led to kind of a full-blown morning routine where I've been doing almost every day a solid 30 minutes of yoga and then a solid 10 or 15 minute meditation. And it is an awesome way to start the day. It gets your body in, in a good place and your mind in the right place. But you talk about Reiki and you talk about energy and that's taking it to a whole different level that I for one don't completely understand. So for someone like me, can you explain like, how does it work? Yeah. So we're all one, we're all the same, right? Goes back to the simplicity of it all. Um, when, when you look at the fact that our eyes will give us a framework and a blueprint of how we see things and we have a skeleton and we have skin and we have um, hair, you know, but yep. if you start to actually, and, and I do this a lot of meditation. If you start to actually take away the structure and the framework that our eyes gave us, um, we can break it down to the same carbon and the same elements um, mm -hmm. as everything. And when we recognize that and we recognize that we are one and we're all light and we're all energy, well, then we can start to understand the concept of Reiki and how a Reiki master will start shifting energy or actually highlighting energy where maybe it may be, it may be dormant in someone. Mm -hmm. So I work with folks that come to me with a very specific thing. And I think one of my um, growth aspects is that wellness is not, can't be siloed. You can't, just like what you said in the beginning of all this, this isn't about losing 10 pounds. Although people come to me with those specific things. Mm -hmm. Well, I've struggled with weight loss. Well, I've struggled with uh, addiction. Well, I've struggled with irritable bowel syndrome. Yep. Well, I really can't understand stress management. I, 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 I mean, there's no way I can't even meditate for 30 seconds. <laughs> so... So what we do in Reiki is we, and the best thing about it is I don't really need to know much of anything. I just feel where there is heightened energy. Maybe it could be in the brain area. If someone is really struggling with, you know, getting things sorted out or meditation, mm -hmm. or they're very confused or there's a lot of anger. Um, so we'll sort of soften that energy out, we'll, we'll shift it. And mm -hmm. then maybe if they're suffering from something like an irritable bowel syndrome where their belly is taken, that gut feeling is really distracted. 
Well, not only are they feeling that physical pain and uh, and everything associated with that, they're also experiencing um, a disconnect of their intuition, their gut feeling. So they can't, they're relying on a lot of other people's opinions and they've mm. got, and they, they lost themselves. So mm. we try to, you know, shift that energy so that they'll be able to bring awareness back to that really important belly space. Um, or maybe someone had, you know, a, a, an accident or broke a bone, or maybe they don't even understand the pain that's associated with them. And now we're going to really even keel that energy out, make sure that the bodies physically, emotionally, and energetically are really well balanced. You know, people use the term getting out of their own way. Mm. And, and what you're what you're describing, Constance, is how we allow the stressors in our lives to get in our way. You know, what you just described is, you know, because of a person's background, history, you know, what have you, they end up with these, what it almost sounds like blockages, you know, it, yes. you know, it gets, they get caught up in their own head or they get caught up in their own gut or they get caught up in their own whatever. And it mm -hmm. prevents them from getting to where they want to get to. And, and that's yeah. this Reiki, this Reiki thing is really the epitome of kind of looking at your self holistically. It sounds like to me, at least. Yeah. Segway into new year's resolution. You know, what? <laughs> you know, Constance, you and I, you and I are doing quite a nice little dance here. I wasn't even <laughs> intending to do that, but yes, you're right. So, so let's talk about that. So, um, we're all, as I said at the beginning, we're all thinking about 2021 is going to be such a better year and I'm going to accomplish this or I'm going to enjoy that. Um, Constance, how do we, how, how would you recommend that we approach 2021? Yeah. Well, this is, this is a perfect opportunity to start thinking about manifestation. And, um, and this is the meta 180 work. This is where, you know, okay, uh, go manifest, Mitch. Well, what the <laughs> hell does that mean? I do not know what that means. <laughs> so, you know, bringing Reiki experience into someone's life, uh, we can, we can open up those blockages, open up. And I say this in my yoga classes all the time, no suppression, no stagnation. Mm. And if we're not suppressing and we don't have things that are, are stuck in, in that stagnate, stag, stagnated state. Stagnated state. We'll go with it. Let's <laughs> go with that. <laughs> Um, you know, if, if we're having that flow, that energy flow, and again, we're, we're able to uh, disconnect the framework and understand that we're all energy and that we're all one and that we're all light. And we're understanding that we're flowing and everything is working perfectly emotionally, energetically, and mentally. Then we can start making the shifts into what that 2021 could look like. And, but it really starts with going into a deep dive of 
uh, of who we are, going back to that being getting a PhD in yourself, mm-hmm. understanding you, understanding what makes you tick, what were the triggers. And 2020 really can actually help you with that. Well, what triggered you? Was it Black Lives Matter? Was it, um, you know, political issues? What, you know, what, what was it? And then you could start to kind of, you know, really understand what, how you were, how you were, you know, what makes you, what makes you right now and how, what coping mechanisms um, you've developed that are either positive or negative. And then we could start to kind of shift that energy and really start to manifest everything that you really want in life and everything that you really want in 2021. It takes 21 days to create a habit, good or bad. Mm-hmm. So I've heard that. Yeah. When, when you look at New Year's resolutions, what is it? All right. New Year's Day. Let's go. Let's go to the gym. Yep. (laughs) The most packed day, you know, I don't know about COVID now, but the most packed day or the most active day on Strava, basically. You know, you'll see everybody out there doing something. All right, New Year's Day, let's go. Ready to go. I'm going to start to exercise. I'm going to start to eat right, you know. And, you know, maybe day two, maybe you got something going, and then three and four and five, and oh boy, now you're kind of falling off a cliff. That's right. Um, and because there really isn't much energy put towards it, it was just for, put towards that New Year's Day. Right. Like New Year's Day, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Well, you know, it doesn't work that way. You need to put a lot <laughs> of work behind everything. And why do you want to lose 10 pounds? You know, what, what, what's the trigger there? Right. It, you know, is it because you used overeating as a coping mechanism? Is it because, you know, someone told you that you didn't look right in a dress? You know, right. I, I mean, so, so there's so much more to it. And it really goes back to the core of understanding you. And, um, and then you could start to use, you know, the, the, the 21 days to uh to create a good habit a good um you know what what are you what are you thinking of what where do you want to go what are those goals what are those objectives and how do you manipulate those 21 days into a positive aspect almost going over that rainbow so to speak so this is an incredibly powerful way to think about January 1st. It, it's, you know, and, and, and Constance, I love when you spoke about your company Meta 180 and you said, you know, you can, by, by, you know, your approach, Meta 180's approach is to help you get a PhD in yourself. And what a wonderful way to spend January of 2021, because if you can spend that 21 days or the month of January, get using, using, Using the experience of 2020 and looking at yourself deeply and holistically to understand who you are, where you've come from, why you react the way you react, and really getting your arms around it, then achieving 10 pounds is like a no-brainer because yeah. you're real because you really are approaching it from a completely different perspective and one that's far more meaningful. Absolutely. And here's the kicker. It serves the greater good. 
Yes. The more healing, the more people on a healing journey out there, then the better, the better, and the more happiness there is, the more true happiness there is. Well, I really believe that too. I mean, Constance, we're all on the same team. That's like the human team, (laughs) you know, and I, I, whether you're, whether you're, you know, black or white, whether you're Republican or Democrat, whether you're, you know, whatever you are, rich or poor, like we're all human beings. And if we all like just loved ourselves a little bit more and, and, and showed compassion to our fellow human beings a little more, despite what may be superficial appearing differences, the world would be a much, much better place. That's it. That's it, my friend. That's really it. That's the, that's the Holy grail. Well, Constance, this is an incredible, this, this far exceeded my expectations. Thank you so, so much for doing this today. This is a great conversation. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, And I really look forward to seeing what everybody's going to do in 2021. Let's raise the vibration. Let's go get it. And um, happy winter solstice and enjoy the great conjoining later today. Thank you so much, Mitch. Be well. Uh, You too. Okay. That was a great conversation. I almost felt like we were completely in sync with one another and we hadn't even rehearsed. Um, Great conversation. And um, a couple things that I really liked that Constance said. First of all, we all have trauma. Constance was very open and she shared some of her traumas in her life. And the truth is, We all have trauma. It was a great statement and a true statement. And she said, um, if we accept, address, embrace our traumas ourselves, grow and grow and you know, build our self-esteem, then we're in a position to lead to accomplishments. And she said, working with her in Meta 180 puts you in a position to earn a PhD in yourself. I love that. So as we're approaching the end of the calendar year, a a really trying calendar year at that, I suggest that we all take a look at ourselves more holistically when considering our New Year's resolutions. Um, Once again, we're wrapping up season two next week. We will have more information coming out about my plans for season three. And until then, I wish those of you who celebrate Christmas a very Merry Christmas. I will speak to you next week before New Year's, but I will wish you a very Happy New Year's now and then. And in the meantime, please continue to tell your friends to listen to the Meet Mediocrity podcast. And please continue to stay safe, be healthy, keep smiling, and be well. Take care, everyone.